fucking Friday. We got a fantastic episode. You guys killed it with the Q&A this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, but before we jump into that, let's kick this shit off the way we always do with these motherfucking sponsors. First up, we got the man, Chicken Rick, aka Chicken Fried Choppers, aka Chopshit.com. Huge shout out to Rick, been a supporter of the show from the very beginning. He has all your stickers, pins, patches, hoodies, and goodies. He's got Old Man Motors Handlebars, the Italian Motorcycle Magazine, and... He also just re-upped on some fucking Low Life Chopper Podcast stickers. He's got the Proud to Be Low Life and the Open Primary Original logo. Oh, shit. So hit him the fuck up. You know Rick is generous as fuck with those stickers. That's right. When you order your goddamn Neighborhood Nightmare hoodie, fresh off the fucking press... Get it done, cunts. Next up, we got ChopCult.com. Shout out to Lisa over at ChopCult. Also been rocking with us for a long time. Head on over to ChopCult.com. Make a build thread. Check out the classifieds. Scroll through that Rolodex. And read some of the articles on the blog about some badass bikes being built around the country and around the world. They should make a Holodex. (laughs) (laughs) ChopCult, you heard it here first. It's time. <laughs> the holodex when you're traveling. <laughs> Let's get this started. We're just going to start a thread. Any girl that's fucking down, you just post your number right on that thread. That's all it takes. You get fucking bored out by some fucking job dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so inappropriate. Super inappropriate, but... And next. <laughs> next up, we've got... Motherfucking Ironhead Supply Co. New sponsor. This is this month's giveaway sponsor. So, one of you lucky lowlifes is going to be going home with a custom twisted metal sissy bar. Twisted metal being twisted square stock, not the old video game. (laughs) Great fucking game, though. Twisted metal sissy bar, custom made by Ironhead Supply Co. The way it works, you go over to... Patreon.com slash Lowlife Chopper Podcast and jump in under support at the giveaway level supporter and you're going to get entered into the giveaway. We picked up a couple people last month after Jerry's dope ass shifter went out. So I'm glad to hear you Lowlifes are paying the fuck attention and getting in on these giveaways. Ironhead Supply Co. Sissy Bar is going to be just as fucking cool. I've seen the designs that he's pumping out. And so he's not going to build this sissy bar and just give it away. It's going to be you will win a custom sissy bar from him. Um, once you win, you'll hit him up. He'll make it for whether it's for a swing arm, whether it's for a chopper, what length you want, what twist you want. So he's going to hook you the fuck up. If you want it ribbed for your pleasure. Yeah. Anything you want. Um, also, I cannot stress enough. Make sure you follow mm. whoever... Is doing the giveaway that month. 
Yeah. Because Nate Bev learned the fucking hard way last week. Which sucks. <laughs> it's the second time it's happened since we've been doing the giveaways, which is pretty good odds. But you do not want to be that guy. Yeah, just, you don't want some raccoon slinging motherfucker yeah. to come in here and just you don't take want your Rhino prize. Dick. Rhino Dick will come in here and dick your girl down. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm fucking telling you. Not only is he taking your prize, he's dicking your girl down with a raccoon dick. So make sure you follow whoever's doing the fucking giveaway. That's why we do it, to help these smaller guy companies out. We're not even small companies. Who the fuck's giving shit away? Helps them get followers right. and helps you get free shit. So, just fucking do it. And with that being said, let's roll with those fucking shout-outs. All right. It's time to take this phone out of airplane mode. Hopefully you guys don't hear too much clicking, but if you do, that's just the way it fucking works. We're back, by the way, in the... Upstairs of the garage, a.k.a. the Cigar Lounge. So goddamn cold right now. Smoking some Charter Oaks in the freezing cold. Whew. Got the window open, so if you're hearing rain, we're just trying to do our thing. We're trying smoking cigars. Trying to fucking get some heat in here. Because we got <laughs> no goddamn heat in the office. <laughs> I'm just clutching onto this cigar, trying to warm my hand up. We're lighting mini fires and trash cans in here. It's fucking treacherous. That's the way it is. But anyways, we'll First jump off with of these fucking shout-outs. First up is uh, Barton's Wrench sent over a picture of that Boyer Branson ignition for the XS650. So just a quick reminder to you guys, we talked about how Pamco is retired now, Pamco Pete. So if you need an ignition for your XS, a lot of people are looking to this Boyer Branson micropower ignition. Oh, shit. Barton Wrench is a local cat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think he's a... Fuck. I don't want to get this wrong. I want to say he's like out in the Keen area, maybe? Oh, shit. Yeah, somewhere around there. For whatever reason, I always, I, when I looked at his name, I always thought it was PA. I don't know why I thought that. Hmm. Oh, well. Um, huge motherfucking shout out. I did the shout out last week, but now it's a real fucking shout out to fellow Breezy Dozen Builder, Long John Chopperco. Um... Just he hit me up, told me he found a set of uh, lowers for the build that I'm doing. Picked them up, paid for them, and then shipped them out to me and let me fucking pay him the money. So wow, yeah, super fucking appreciated. Never met this dude ever in my life. Just a guy fucking building choppers that was willing to help me out. So super appreciate it. Um, make sure you guys go give him a follow. Like I said, he's one of the greasy dozen builders. And he's building some shit. Give his name one more time. Long John Chopperco. Perfect. On Instagram. Next up, we got, speaking of pickups, Caleb Hensley, 95. Deal of a fucking lifetime. Look at this thing. See this big twin Evo? Oh. Just picked this up, little barn find, for a smoking deal. You I can tell it's a barn find. That thing's got fucking six inches of dust on it. I don't want to put his business out there, but look what he picked that up for. Wow. Right? Just needless to say, he fucking scooped this thing for a smoking deal. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to see what you do with that shit. Good fucking fine, bud. Um, this is a shout out to Ratty Little Gutter Dog. The most interesting people find me. Right? So he writes <laughs> in and says, Congrats on the Greasy Dozen build, Loctite. Also, what's up from New Zealand, homie? Oh, Big fan of the podcast, motherfucker. So, shout out to the homies in fucking New Zealand. We appreciate you tuning the fuck in. And 
Send us some fucking pictures of your bike so I can uh, talk about that next time. There you go. Next up, we got uh, only one Kristen L. This bike is downstairs. She's pulling. She's got a fucking, I don't know what, the, what this one is, Dyna. Some newer Dyna. And she's shortening down this rear fender, dropping the turn signals, cleaning shit up, making it more like a chop. I love to see this, especially on the newer bikes, people willing to take some of that shit off. I know it's that, uh, harder fat and harder. Yeah. Fat Bob or Street Bob. I don't know. I think it's a Fat Bob. Yeah. But it's going to be looking a little fucking sleeker this coming season. So I'm excited to see what she does with it. Uh, shit. Give me one second. I'll do another one. Perfect. Shout out to Rogue Within Reason. The helmet. You guys know him from last week's episode. Hit me up about a cracked case on his iron head that I'm going to be fixing up. And I can't wait to see what goes on with that build. Just a reminder, those cases can be fixed. If you need one fixed, hit me up. It's not usually an overly complicated thing. So we'll be Put some up fucking stick welder to it. Oh, yeah, the old AC <laughs> stick, you know? Um, Who else we got here? Huge shout-out to the real Roly Poling, um, a.k.a. Born Again Choppers. Uh, hit me with a care package today and even threw in two extra shirts as a Christmas present to motherfucking Grease and Fat Man. Thank you, homie. Solid motherfucker. Um, I returned the favor, sent him one of my shotties. Hopefully it's there by now. And that's it. Appreciate it. Love it. Next shout out is to Old Man Motors. I'm going to save <coughs> a little more of the technical side of this shout out for when we do some build updates. But he came through this Saturday. We got the frame jig out, started fixturing up the axle plates. Turns out we're going to need to order some different axle plates. But it was through him taking a a look at this bike and putting two heads together on it that uh, we're able to figure that out. And now we know what the next steps are. So huge shout out to him. Came all the way from the Worcester area to help me get that shit all laid out. Go follow Old Man Motors. Um, shout out to Clayton Cotton, the homie from fucking Canada. Uh, he shipped the tank down to the shop to get one of the essentials tanks made that uh, Fatman came up with. So... We appreciate it. Fuck yeah. That thing's going to suck the shit back. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. You're going to have to pick that one up, bud. That's it. Got to drive down. Shout out to Caleb Denton for giving me the uh, hookup. Don't talk to my friends. On me every time. <laughs> for giving me the hookup on where to find those springs to go over the oil tank lines. Oh, yeah. Was it Caterpillar? Uh, this one says Parker. So, but there's there's more than one uh, that you can get. But gave me the hookup on what the what I inner diameter of the spring you need for it not to kink and bunch and look all fucked up. So appreciate it, homie. I'm not gonna cut through my goddamn oil lines. Um, shout out to Derek Savage. Uh, you guys may may you got you may 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 <laughs> you guys may know him. From the most ridiculous Big Twin fucking chopper, and you guys have ever seen. Uh, he was supposed to be on the show tonight. He's having some fucked up problems with his voice, I guess. Um, so clearly, he's not here. 
Uh, hopefully, we'll come back to work next week. If you guys do not know who the fuck he is, check him out. It's Derek Savage. 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 On Instagram. Derek Savage. <laughs> Sounds so elegant. It does, right? I think... Um, hold up. I gotta go back into the actual podcast page. Uh, shout out to Lunatic Yankee seventy nine for shooting over some info on the editing side of the podcast. Always appreciate that. I have the skills that I have with editing. They're not professional skills. They're just the best skills to my ability. So I appreciate people reaching out with ideas for how to make the show better. Uh, I'll do a shout out to motherfucking Easy Company. You, you guys know him. You love him. He's done two episodes. Um, just a great fucking dude. Solid homie to have. Um, always lets me bounce ideas off him and shit. Kind of reels me back in. So, I appreciate it. Follow uh, Easy Company on Instagram. And talk some shit to John LaFetto. Perfect. <laughs> oh, we got uh, shout out to Queen City Chop. There's a couple people that were involved in this show. I'm assuming this is Dog Food Lid. No, no, no. That runs on. his Hold page. On. Are you listen? There's two people. There's a Queen City Chop or Chopper, and then there's Queen City Chopper Show. Oh, Queen this City is a Chopper totally different person. Has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> okay, so then this is not that. This is a separate person whose handle is Queen City Chop. That's too funny. Yeah. When he said this, I'm like Joel. Why are you fucking writing me this <laughs> message? Okay, so Queen City Chop. I said um, we were talking before about feathering it out mm-hmm. and why Harley's. Don't engage at the top of the kick stroke like the Yamahas do. And he said that uh, Harleys kick the way they do because the firing order of the pistons isn't on an even 360 degree scale. That's fair. The first piston fires, then the rear piston fires at 315 degrees, but then the next piston fire isn't for another 405 degrees. Listen, so. Super cool to, to here's know. Here's what I'm going to say about this is I knew that, but I didn't know all those numbers and shit. And I still, like you just read it, I don't know those numbers. I don't know those numbers. <laughs> I ain't never heard those numbers. I feel like I got Fat Man here with me right now. It's aggressive. But yeah, so that's why it is. I just thought it was because they were fucking sloppy and shitty. So <laughs> You thought a Harley was sloppy and shitty? <laughs> you know, they just they love those sloppy pistons. <laughs> those old Harleys, man. Good deal. I think that's all I got for shout-outs. You got anybody else you want to throw in here? Um... Do I? I feel like I do, but I have no idea. Oh, shout out to Mike over at Voodoo Vintage. Um, I hit him up about some axle plates, and we're going to have to do a oh, couple shit. of measurements. Because as we mentioned before, the Roadstar, the way it's all, the way the drop, and what the fuck do you, out, and I, I'm fucking losing my mind here. What do you call the other one? Back? What? Basically, the way I want to, the place I want to put the axle, I need wider axle plates to make it happen. To have oh stretch, that's what I'm looking for. Stretch and drop. There you go. Yeah. So, I think he's just the guy to make them. Um. Yeah, I don't think I have any. Uh, I, fuck. 
I know I do, I just can't remember. I'll get you next week. Anyways, rolling into those motherfucking kicks in the dick. Kick in the dick. Boot in the motherfucking box. Kick in the dick. Kick in the dick or a boot in the box. Tired of your boss yelling at you because he's got a jacked up truck, a tiny dick, a wife he hates, two kids that don't listen to him? Let everybody know how you really fucking feel with this week's daily dose of hate. Kick in the dick, boot in the box. What's up, motherfuckers? We're back and ready for these motherfucking kicks in the dick. First one comes from CFH138. He writes in and says, Swift kick in the nuts to my boss for having a 70s hardtail KZ1000 chopper. That's like pristine, bruh. And won't come off of it. All he cares about is the motor on that thing. And doesn't give a shit about the bike. <laughs> this comment underneath it. Seriously. Did you read the, the comment? The most random shit from fucking Iraq board. Comments on it and says, agreed. Loctite sucks always. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bud. You know your boy would not be rocking with the KZ. <laughs> oh, man. Next up, we've got Jerry over at 812 Inc., Put some motherfucking respect on this comment. Says, gotta kick myself in the Italian kickstand this week. Let's just say motorcycle plus wind plus bonfire equals boom. That's no good. I feel like a fucking bike exploded. Jerry. Yeah. Next week on the Low Life Chopper Podcast, <laughs> find out which motorcycle Jerry lost. Uh, next one comes from Mr. Goats. He says, kick in... The- Kick in the prairie oysters to whoever put a shitload of Loctite and goddamn Torx bits in my forward controls. One is stuck, capital letters. Gonna just light my bike on fire. It'll just be a five-minute job. Fuck. (laughs) That is so fucking true. Next up, we've got not cool Nate Bev. (laughs) Changed the name this week. says, I don't know what is a worse kick in the dick, being the asshole that wins and wasn't following 812, or knowing it's just as well because I'm definitely not cool enough for that badass piece anyway. However, as uncool as I am, I'm still cooler than all you motherfuckers still not donating to the podcast. Oh, get him. Perfect redemption. Get him. Very very well put. We still love you, man. You're going to win this month. Now the real win, so I'm gonna be cheated. Yeah, I know the guy that runs it, so. Um The Pizza Over The Pizza Over Lord writes in and says, Kicking the fat man himself. No, not the one who builds custom motors, but shitty old Saint Nick right in the jingle bells for having the most annoying holiday of them all. Yeah, make me spend all this money on people and then and then get only some shit. What? And then only get some shit I like in return? Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah. When you put it that way, it's dumb as fuck. It's a tough one. Speaking of Fat Man, we got Fat Man Custom Motors. Says the biggest, gnarliest cunt punt I can muster to the state of Massachusetts for suspending my license for a ticket I already paid. Second kick in the dick to the state of Pennsylvania for making it impossible to get the paperwork I need to get my license back, and for giving me a ticket for going five miles an hour over in the first place. Hashtag fuck my life. Hashtag ACAB. Damn, that blows. Yeah, I didn't even know that 
your license could get taken for a fucking speeding ticket. For one ticket. Is there more to this story, Fat Man? <laughs> he was sneaking meth across the Yeah, floor. I'm not sold on it. I've gotten tickets before. I never had anybody come and take my license. How does that happen? You got this next one? Meowda Mitch writes in and says, Mother Nature, this week, I'm sending you an atomic boot to your box. All of the east coast of Australia is on fire. God! Really? Hit the jerk. Write in and let us know you're okay. <laughs> I didn't know um, Australia was big enough to have an east and a west. Australia is on fire, and there is no indication of when it will be over. Between the thick smoke traveling hundreds of kilometers, uh, that could literally be any amount of yeah, space. Yeah, I wonder what that is in And the ash that is falling everywhere, it is all too intense to ride through. I just want to get out and ride. Now I have to Google this tomorrow. God, dude. What the hell is happening? All of you Australian mates, I hope you guys are fucking... Staying safe out there. And, uh... Wear your respirators. Wear your respirators when you go out riding. That's it. We're keen to the situation. Next up, we got Tyler J. Petrie, a.k.a. Littlefoot. Says, a.k.a. Little Dick. Kicking the dick to Tennessee weather. Yesterday it was 65 and beautiful out. Today it's in the 20s and snowing. Heard that's that. like the reverse of what we had. We had the 20s and snowing. Now we're getting all the gorgeous weather. And that's going to snow tonight. It's not going to snow tonight. That says it in the weather. Old Man Motors. Old Man Motors writes in and says, kicking grease right in the dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't write that. <laughs> You're out kicking the dick to hardtail manufacturers for not making a hardtail kit for the Yamaha Roadstar. The <laughs> Yamaha warrior, fucking warrior. That's not what this AKA is. AKA Grease's side bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they know they can sell kits to like Five fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Nobody, nobody's fucking hard telling these bikes. Rapport just writes in and says, "Maybe five, probably only one." <laughs> Listen, I would have been the first one lining up to buy that shit. I'd buy a couple. We got B Shelbs says, "Kicking the dick to eighty cubic inch Evos." Working on one for a buddy, fired it up and went inside to grab my jacket, and the fucker dumped two quarts of oil through the air cleaner onto my garage floor. Completely normal. Is it? <laughs> if anyone has a clue of what this could be, aside from an oil pump and or how to get oil stains out of concrete, help a brother out. I Hashtag. think kitty litter is your is your move oh, dude, kitty for the uh, kitty concrete. What else is the question about fucking... Why would it do that? He wants to know why it would dump two quarts I, of oil. Well, first the of all, it shouldn't stain the concrete. I got oil on my floor for like months at a time. It hasn't stained yet. I have oil on my thing that's been there for literally a couple months. What do you just like throw undrank coffees on it? No, it's just still there. It's chilling. Just hanging out. A little slippery. Um. Yeah, I don't know why I would do that. I have to feel like something is loose somewhere, bud. I don't think it dumped two quarts unless there's a fucking connection that's spitting somewhere. Or like a, a breather valve is like loose in the motor. Yeah, something's definitely not right. That's a fuckload of oil. Two quarts, that's almost all the fucking oil in that thing. Yeah. Well, it's half. Anyways. Uh, Rambling Potato. Such a gangster name. I kick in the dick to myself for not having my bike on the road yet. If it's not one thing, it's another. Where do you live? I don't think it's about that. I think it's just about like he hasn't finished his bike yet. 
You know well, what I mean? still, like, even if. Well, I guess you could live down south and be like, yeah. Yeah. We got Arcadia.Fabrications says, kicking the beaver bait. rival. <laughs> Get these goddamn fabrications out of here. Uh, it says, kicking the beaver bait to my boss for taking on a job building 2,000 of the same rack. Oh, he says, fuck my life for a while. I hear you on that, bud. Uh, Rappaport writes in and says, twat swat to Mother Nature. Pipes froze last night. Fucking negative 15 here in Minnesota when I woke up. Thankfully, they didn't burst. But if this is just the start of winter, it's going to be a cold one. Wow, fuck Minnesota. Is it always that cold in Hey, Minnesota? you know, uh, Rappaport, you know how to make those pipes not freeze? Sell your fucking house already. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. The rap report also says, and a gender-neutral punch in whatever junk you want to identify to the crazies out there talking about global warming. And then they try to explain how the cold is a side effect of warming. We get it. Your dad didn't love you, and your uncle maybe loved you too much, but Trump is still your president if you're in America. Deal with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Who else we got? Um... This is the most Canadian shit anybody's ever wrote in. This one comes from Clayton underscore Cotton. <laughs> he says, Snapshot, slapshot, to the moose taint, to the human that decided to only give one dipping sauce for all five chicken fingers. Like, grow the fuck up, man. I'm going <laughs> to sauce these tenders down. I need more sauce. Oh, my God. Canadian flag, Canadian flag. <laughs> You know what's what's a shame about this one, though, is that you didn't write what the sauce was. I want to know what Canadians dip their chicken fingers in. <laughs> it's probably like maple syrup or something. Yeah. Or what's that shit called? In what metric quantity does it come in? What's that beer they drink? Blue, like Labatt? Labatt blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. That's what they dip That's what they dip. No, they drink in. fucking Molson Canadian. <laughs> uh, they're just fucking dipping their tennis in Molson Canadian mixed with syrup. Do you have IPA in Canada? No. Probably not. Do you have maple flavored beers in Canada? Probably. I bet that'd be good as fuck. Astro Man nineteen eighty five says kicking the dick to my bank account for always being empty. Stop spending all your money at sex shops. I was gonna say hookers. <laughs> this is why uh, we do the show together. I think similarly. <laughs> uh, Appalachian Moto says kicking the dick to myself for forgetting my front engine mount at home when trying to finish up the hardtail kit. So much for a one-day job. Hey, bud, listen. I just ran a whole season with no front motor mount. You're good to go, kid. I think he's trying to weld the hardtail on so he wants to bolt it in there. Yeah, well, if it's on a sports season, not a lot anyways. It's true. Just fucking run it. Run it. You don't need that many mounts. Break out the stick welder and start welding that frame. We got the real roly-poly. Says kicking the dick to the entire home buying process. Fuck everyone involved. Also, kicking the dick to my old slumlord who all of a sudden cares about the condition of his house now that I've moved out. Not my problem anymore, buddy. Don't bother calling anymore. <laughs> Amen. Uh, also, I agree so much about that. You have to pay all these fucking people that don't do anything for you. You have to pay a home inspector who's not on the hook for any mistakes that they make. And they're going to make a bunch of them, but you still have to pay them. It's so fucking ridiculous. I'm not paying nobody. Um, next one, Wheels Up Motorsports 
So I was kicking a dick to my boss's son, who doesn't ever want to work and always pushes everything off on me. Been out of town for three weeks, and he just asked me to travel again. Motherfucker, I made you all the money you spent on your shitty bagger. <laughs> Ooh, get him. Got him. Love it. Yeah, fuck that guy. That's all, all right. I got. That's all I got, too. So Shit. I think we're ready to roll into this motherfucking Q&A. Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. Well, let's kick this shit off the way we sometimes do with a comment <laughs> from Dewey Things. Dewey Things says, opinions on fork shaving. Utilize a lathe or do it yourself with what you got and gamble on learning something new. Uh, hold on. First, I want to start off by saying I don't have that comment, so I hope we get everybody's comments this week. If we miss your comment, write to Instagram. It's not our fault. Yeah. I got everything loaded up. I'll read that one more time. <laughs> so, opinions on fork shaving. Do you utilize a lathe or do it yourself with whatever you've got and gamble on learning something new? So, I'll say on the step challenge, I did... Well, alright. So, I could have had access to a lathe if I just asked the homie Brandon. I'm sure he would have let me use it. Um... I don't know why I didn't, actually. So I just cut everything off of the Sawzall and then put a flat disc on and did the best I could. It didn't come out that great. It doesn't look terrible. But, like, I know it's not completely flush. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess do as good as you fucking can. And But if you have access to a lathe, use a fucking lathe. Because, one, it's going to come out crisp. Two, you can polish on the lathe. And it's just going to look great. I'm actually going to be making a video on my YouTube channel about this. Perfect. I do the ones for the show. Ahead. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I didn't have access to a lathe when I was doing the side check. And I did it with an angle grinder with a cutoff wheel. I cut the tabs off. Flap disc to take the most of it down. And then sanded them by hand. And I sanded them for fucking ever oh, by yeah. hand. So... I actually enjoyed it, to be honest. I thought it was kind of like therapeutic, fucking listen to podcasts while I'm just polishing them. But it took a long fucking time. So if you if you can get the lathe, use the lathe. If not, I don't. You're not gonna fuck anything up. No, I don't think. No, there's a lot of material there. Yeah, I think you're gonna be fine to do it with what you got. I will say, if you have a what are those called micrometers? Yeah. If you have a micrometer, that will fucking help so goddamn much. Just put a little Sharpie mark where your tabs were, and just check where there was no tabs in the micrometer, and then check where that Sharpie mark is. And just keep going until you can fucking do that. But That's just true. know there is more material than you think there is, so grind that bitch down. There you go. And the micrometers are going to pick up more than your eye-chrometers. So yeah, that's true. There, there's a point where, like, I don't know how... how deep you want to go by hand or with a with a flap disc or whatever but most likely you're not you're not going to notice slight variations with your eye so i wouldn't get too hung up on it unless it's a fucking show bike true i'll say that not one person to this point has pointed out that there's a lump in my lower and there 100 percent is same with mine yeah i so, haven't had anybody say a word so i think you're good to go um next one comes from the homie caleb denton he says, who will lock out a friend tonight? Then he says, let's jump into talking about king-queen seats on raked-out swing-arm bikes with fake Kickstarters. 
Oh, God. I'm just going to say, like, pretty short and simple, don't do any of that. Yep. It's that terrible. covers it. Terrible. Those fake kickstarts, dumb as fuck. Um, I don't even really want to get into this too deep because I, like, I just stopped getting hate mail. But fuck it. King-queen seats on a swing-on bike, I don't think they look good. Terrible. Sorry to say it. If yeah. you want to do a king-queen seat, do a fucking um, crazy Frank Fender. There Simple you go. as that. Yep. Uh, a raked-out neck on a swing-on bike doesn't look good. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you that. It doesn't look good. We've all seen the V-Rod. <laughs> exactly. Are you trying to be like that? <laughs> Is that what you want for your life? Um, again, these are my fucking opinions. It's going to hurt so many feelings. I don't even really give a fuck. But that's my opinion. Good deal. We got Trey Kashinsky says, What are your thoughts on starting your own business and the struggle of coming up with an original idea and not stepping on other people's toes in the community? This one I have some thoughts on and I also have some thoughts. Here's my here's my first thought. This community is a small community and most everything that you're going to do on your bike or build for your bike has been done or has been built by somebody else previously. Now, I'm not saying that to say, like, go scroll through Instagram and build exactly what somebody else built. But there is a point where how different are you going to make that oil tank that someone else hasn't made an oil tank that's similar or could say that you borrowed an idea from them? Some of these things are just, they just are, there's just going to be overlap. You're not... We're not all that guy at the at Born Free who like found old blueprints and, and built a motor yeah. out of like some old blueprint that he found. If you can do that, that's fucking awesome. But if you're the ninety nine percent of other people who can't, there's gonna be some overlap. Try to find a twist. Try to make it a little bit different to some extent so that it's not literally just copying the idea. I think that people who build choppers are creative people and I'm sure you can find a way to distinguish it from what other people are doing. What do you think? Uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, but one thing I'll say is, fuck everybody else. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Grease said, there's fucking 100 people doing the same fucking shit. Like Wes from Counterbalance, he's not the only guy in America that makes seats. You right. know what I mean? The point of it is, is there can be 100 people... Let's say you're making oil bags. There could be 100 guys making oil bags. But if you make the best oil bag, then you deserve to be making money. You know what I mean? Yep. So whether you're doing the same thing as 10 other guys, whoever is doing it better is going to be the one to come out on top. So it doesn't matter how many people are doing it. If you're going to do it, just do it the best. Right. That's it. it. Uh, This one's from SJ Cooper 87 It says, not really a question... But how cool is it when kids give you the rock on sign when you roll by in your chopper? Gives me some faith of the future. Yes. It is great. I love when anybody uh, appreciates a bike that I built. I know sometimes I talk about how cunty I get, like when my bike's broken and someone wants to talk about it. But <laughs> I still appreciate anybody that's willing to take the time out of their day to compliment something that I built. For sure. Especially little kids. Yeah, little kids and little kids—they they don't have that fucking trying to be cool factor. They're not walking right. up with their arms crossed, being like, "Hmm." Yeah. Okay. Like they, are, a, a kid is gonna be the most like genuinely honest 
person. Like, if they come over and tell you that they love your bike, they really love your bike. And if they come over and say, what is that king and queen doing on that fucking swing arm bike? <laughs> Just understand that even kids know it's fucking awful. Yeah. So, yeah, kids uh, have a weight of my heart when it comes to the fucking bike thing. Absolutely love it. I'll let any kid sit on any one of my bikes any goddamn day. Absolutely. But if you're a grown-ass man, you throw your leg over my bike, catch some beat down. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we've got Rhino Dick. The new owner of a fucking dope-ass jockey shifter from 812 says, when you're putting thirty year old a 30-year-old bolt back in, do you bother to clean it up or just stick it back in raw dog, no lube? If there's enough rust, do you need Loctite? <laughs> so for this one, I rarely take this stance, but I will say, for bolts that are going back in, that are old, it is super important that you clean them with your dirty ass fingers. You do one quick swipe, <laughs> you swish off as this much shit so as comes bad. off, and then you put it back in. Alright, so here's what I do. If I'm building a bike and not just like fixing something. Oh yeah, that's it. Um the only bolts that I'm gonna keep are gonna be my motor mount bolts. The rest of the bolts I'm buying new. Or sticking them in my pocket at the hardware store. <laughs> but the bolts that I do reuse uh, I don't get crazy. I don't throw them in a fucking parts wash or anything like that. Blast them real quick with brake clean or something. Yeah. Scuff them real quick with a fucking wire brush and throw them in with Loctite. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, we're reading out of whiskey. order, by the way, so we're all going to have to... We're just going to have to figure out which ones we read. Yeah. Uh, Fish Tank Whiskey says, You guys going to Cheap Thrills in February? This is a two-part. Um, yes. My bike's in cheap throws this year, so I will definitely be there. Are you going? Uh, yeah, I'll be at that one. Okay, so we're both going. Um, I know Whiskey Eye is going to be there. Badfish Customs is going to be there. Uh, I believe Fat Man is going to be there. Rob the Crazy Gentleman is going to be there. You taking the van down? Maybe. It might roll with you in the van. We'll see. That'll be the fun. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm hoping the van will be done by then. Uh, yeah, so we'll definitely be there. And second part is, and what events are you guys trying to hit this spring? So I'm going to say this. I don't know what events are yeah. when until like it's happening. I can't plan that far ahead because... I got to get on that B3 Slack team. Yeah, my life is so like sporadic that I can't plan that far ahead. I know I'm definitely going to Greasy Dozen in the spring. <laughs> There you go. So that's a fucking definitely a show I'm hitting. I know I'm going to fucking Deadbeat Retreat. <laughs> Deadbeat, which is in August. <laughs> that's right. That's his <laughs> We go all the way to August and then nothing in between. Those are the two shows we know we're definitely hitting. Um, if New Tradition puts on a show somewhere in there, I would go to right, that. That's in February. Yeah. I think they do like an indoor um, show in <coughs> yep. February. Um, I'd like to see that. I'd like to hit the congregation this year. That looks like a dope fucking show. Um... I really want to hit the war run this year. And oh, I heard it's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I have the time, I really, really, really want to go to Lowbrow Get Down. Mm-hmm. And and then all the local shows we hit here. So right. Those are my out-of-town shows I want to hit this year. I throw it out there, too. If Queen City wants to put on another fucking show in the springtime, I would be at that shit in a heartbeat. They did a great show last year, and I hope great they put show. on another yeah. show. And I'm going to our show this year. Because our yes. show is going to be a banger. So, for anybody who didn't catch it on previous episodes, 
We talked about it before. The money that comes into this show from the Patreon account does not go to Loctite and myself. We don't buy anything. We have all of our studio equipment. There's nothing else that we need to buy. So we have all of that money sitting in an account. And we're going to use all of that money on a 100% free entry, food, beer, vending, everything's free. Everything's free for you guys. Um, That's where that's going. So look out for the details on that. We're still in the works of planning it, finding the right venue. But that's where that money goes. And that's one of the shows that you motherfuckers better be excited about. Yeah, so if you want to... Any kind of donation helps. Even if you just... Donate a dollar a month. It helps. It's You're getting the money back, essentially. Because we're throwing the, I'm telling you, the most banger of a fucking chopper show you've ever been to in your goddamn life. It's going to make Born Free look like a fucking Shots county fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Um, like we said, all of the money that this podcast has made this year is just sitting in an account. And it's going to sit in the account until June, July, whenever the fuck we do this show. And all of that money is just going 100% into that show. So if you're not from the Northeast, fucking make plans for June, July to be coming up here. Because you motherfuckers have burned it. Yeah, bring your fucking camping shit too. Yep. That's what we're... Uh, it's going to be camp outs. Back to basics. Deadbeat retreat style. That's yeah. the idea. We're going to try to uh, get more details as we go along, but we're... Trying to find a spot that has camping or camping close by. Perfect. Next up, we got Herman two underscores Munster says, "What do you think of a Springer on a swing arm bike?" That's an interesting question. Uh, I'm so Redbeard Redbeard has had uh, his sporty had a Springer with a swing arm. Yep, and. There's two, there's two parts to this question, right? There's the look, and there's the ride. I will say, after riding it, it fucking it wiggles a lot. Really? Like in a turn, as you're hitting bumps, it's fucking it swims. Oh, quite I can a imagine, bit, like front to back. I can imagine you got suspension on the front and rear. Right, <laughs> weird so it's, it's kind of weird. It, and it's I know, but like you on a regular front fork, you know, you have suspension in the front and the rear. But for whatever reason. It just, it's really fucking bouncy. Hmm. Now, I haven't ridden one on a hardtail, so I don't know how different that feel is. Right. But I will say it was enough that, like, I took note of it. I've ridden a bunch of different bikes, and I've never felt that feeling before. Huh. So that's something to, to be aware of if you're planning on doing that. But visually, I think it can look good. I would, if it was mine and I was putting a Springer on a bike that had shocks, I would lower the shocks. Yeah. And push them back. Yeah. You know, two or three inches. Just because I feel like the lines carry better that way. The more you can get that toward the look of a hardtail, the more I feel like the Springer just fits a little better to my eye. Who gives a shit what my eye thinks? But that's, I mean, that's what I feel looks better if you're going to do that. Otherwise, you got this like weird back leg thing going on. It's too flat. You know what I mean? Especially if it's not raked out at all. Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I don't think I have any uh, rebuttals on that. Fucking crushed it. <laughs> uh, this one comes from TJ Fitzy. He says, In the southern New Hampshire, northern Mass area, where is a good machine shop 
that can rework panheads. The what area? Uh, Southern New Hampshire, Northern Mass, like this area. Oh, okay. Um, Machine shop that can rebuild panheads? That can rework panhead heads. Ooh. Um, so, here's what I would say. Is Bob is, tooling up for that? Yeah, I would... So, I don't want to throw Bob out there because I know he has his own bills to get done. But I would talk to NH Chopper Bob on Instagram, see if maybe he's interested. And if not, I think he would be the guy to know who yeah. you can trust to get it done. And if he doesn't know, hit up John Repetto at Easy Company. One of those two guys are going to know. Yeah. I personally have not a fucking clue. Nope, me neither. But those two guys will definitely know. They both got pan heads. Perfect. Uh, Skylord Filth Dog. You're just getting crazier and crazier names, people right now. People change their names once they start listening to the show. It's like, I can't wait for them to read this shit. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He says, What's one thing you both struggled on the most with your first build, and what helped you overcome it? Uh, You want to go first or want me to? I'll go first on this one. Um, I've mentioned it before, but when I first started this build, I had no skills whatsoever. Had a fucking desk job. Didn't know how to weld. Didn't know how to do anything. This That side chick build on the XS launched me into this whole fucking lifestyle. And what I struggled with the most was I couldn't weld. That was the whole reason. Like, building that bike... This is cheesy as this sounds. Changed my whole fucking life. Seriously. <laughs> I quit my job. I got a whole different career. And now it's like, I, I can't even, I don't even know who that guy was before after building that bike. So the one thing I struggled with was I needed to do, I needed to put a hardtail on. Couldn't do it. I needed to put brackets to hold the fender. I couldn't do it. I need all the fucking things that come with building a bike. You have to get all these things welded on and... As we've said on previous episodes, you you have somebody do a job for you, and if it doesn't go to your liking, your immediate thought is like, well, that was a waste of money, and what if I just did this myself? So what helped me overcome it was I took a night class. I learned how to weld it like two nights a week for six or seven weeks. I learned how to weld. I bought a welder. That changed everything about the game as far as building bikes goes. There were other things I struggled with, but until you, as the Roadstar will will tell anybody here, until you can get like the frame welded and all the things in place, yep. none, nothing else matters. You, you can't start, really, until you have that part down. Um, so that's what I struggled with. You don't have to do that whole thing. You don't have to... You could get if you have maybe you or have better luck than I did, and you have a friend that can weld all this stuff up for you, and then the welding part is not going to be a struggle for you. I didn't, so for me that was that was the biggest part, and I'm really glad I struggled with it because I love my life way more now than I did before I was doing this. I wanted to just like piggyback off that. I feel like people don't know that before the podcast, it was literally just me and you. Yeah. Like, we didn't have chopper buddies. No, we didn't know anybody. Like, we didn't know anybody that welded. We didn't know... Like, he was searching for someone to do his hardtail. I was searching for someone to do my hardtail. That's how I ended up meeting with Petto. Yep. And, yeah, like, we literally had fucking nobody. We didn't know any of these fucking guys. 
that we know now. So crazy. It's how- like it was literally just me and him. Working on our bikes and basements. and Yeah, all you guys that ride in that are in that situation, that was us, like, literally just two, two years, years ago. ago. Two years ago, that was us. Yeah, knew nobody, knew nothing. Just me and him were like, man, I wish we knew somebody with a job there. Right. <laughs> that was the whole thing. So, yeah, that um, – so what would you what would you say um, was the, the part that you struggled with the most? I think the part I struggled with – so I'm a little bit different than you. I had, like, the mechanical background. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been building like cars and shit, but my biggest struggle was confidence. Mm. And I remember I used to always call you and be like, I need you to come look at this before I'll do it because I don't know right. if it's right. Sure. And it shows. I'm like, people probably don't even believe me because I sound like the most confident man in the world on the show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it shows in my stepchild build. Like, the lack of confidence I had. And, like, I just didn't go way over the fucking top because I would have, like, an idea and then wouldn't be confident in my thinking of how to execute it. And so I'm trying to, like, throw all that out the window with the shovel that I'm doing now. And it's like, if I come up with an idea, I'm like, I'm fucking doing it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So that was my biggest uh, downfall. Still kind of working on it. But, yeah. If you have an idea, just try to fucking do it. Like it may take you five times, but yep. try to fucking do it. Don't just settle for what you know how to do. Because if you do, you'll never get better. And also, use this this podcast. Use this platform. Write in. If, you don't, if there's something that you don't know and you can't figure it out, we probably, at this point, know somebody who can help you. Yeah. And if you don't want to post it on this... Fucking sign the DMs. Sign the DMs. I'll screenshot it. Make it public. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking set it as a screensaver. Look at this motherfucker. (laughs) No, but seriously, we let us help. We don't. We know how much that sucks. We all went through that, and there's no, there's no pride in that struggle. Just, just find somebody that can help show you how to do it right. Mm -hmm. Because you just, you're gonna save yourself a bunch of headache, and you're gonna have a better product in the end. And you're still going to do it yourself. You're just going to find somebody that can help you learn how to do it. Agreed. Cool. That was a good question. Uh, the next one comes from Moto Maverick. He says, ever considered chopping a shaft-driven buck? You want me to go first on this one? Uh, I'll start to... this one. Okay. Um, me and Greece were actually just talking about this yeah. before the show. It's funny. Um this is my preference. I would never chop a shaft driven bike. It's too much of a pain in the dick. Um, you have to pretty much salvage like your frame geometry around that shaft. Right. Like you can't just like make it how the fuck you want. You have to make it to that shaft, which fucking sucks. Um, and I just I don't know. They, I just don't like. They're ugly. Um, I don't. This is just me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just, I just wouldn't do it. I feel so. like it's not. I feel like there's better platforms out there that, and we've talked about this so many times. I feel like so many people oh, that yeah, so it's just about get bogged down <laughs> with like these builds is because they jump into a build like this where it's like a fucking 1975 XJ 750 or fucking some weird ass bike, some obscure. Yeah, that's like a shaft driven bike. That's like. Nobody makes parts for it. Nobody has information on it because those bikes 
anybody that's building those bikes or restoring them and keeping them stock. Nobody, I mean, I don't want to say nobody because Chick and yeah. Rick's building a pretty badass one. Right. But hit up Chick and Rick and ask them how easy that's been. He literally designed an entire fucking frame <laughs> to try to make it look better. Right. And it's just more of a pain in the ass than it's worth because at the end of the day, it's still a bike that nobody cares about. And, like, there's yep. no parts. Like, you've got to be really good at everything to build one of those bikes and make it look nice. And I, I, so I'm going to piggyback off of that last part because I feel like that's important here is if you've got technical skills out the ass and you have, been, have built a bunch of other bikes, then maybe that's a project for you because maybe you're at a level where, like, you can build all of the shit mm-hmm. that you have to to make that work. And even still... It comes down to, like, is it worth it? Like, is it that much better than if you had started with a different platform? No. So if you if this is your first build and you want to do a shaft-driven bike, we have people, once you build chops, people all, and people know that you build chops, people will write to you with questions, and it always it's always the same. It's like, I had, I have this, I've had this bike for, like, five years. It's been sitting in the corner. I got it when I was, you know... 18 and I think I want to do a chop and I, I was thinking about chopping this one because I have like so much history with this bike and it's some random obscure bike that you're never going to get parts for. No one makes any aftermarket stuff that's going to assist with the build and you, you'll just dump time and dump money into this project and it, it might never see the road because right. it's just such a huge process and, for someone that's new to this. And not to mention, usually these bikes have like a way more in-depth pain-in-the-ass motor to work on. Yeah. So it's like, unless you're getting a bike where the motor runs fucking mint, you're just going to be banging your head on the wall, like, sinking four carburetors, like, you got to really know how to fucking do that. That are gummed up yeah. and shitty. Like, you need to know how to do that. With a cracked manifold. I, I don't even torn. remember who it was. Somebody was telling me that they were rebuilding something... I didn't even know who it was. We've done some, couldn't find any fucking replacement carburetor parts because it's just a bike that nobody ever fucking cared about. So he had to scrap his whole project because he couldn't get any of the fucking parts for the car. So it's yeah. like, it's it just keep that shit in mind. And think about what you're starting with, you know? Like if you want to, to use an example here, if you wanted a, a house for your family, you could buy a one-bedroom house and build it out into a three-bedroom. Yeah. Or you could buy a three-bedroom that's shittier and fix it up. <laughs> right. It's like, do you really have the skills to turn a one-bedroom into a three-bedroom? Just consider the bones you're starting with. That's all we're saying here. I'll say it like this. is like, everybody, and I get it, not everybody has, like, the means to pick up a shovel head or a fucking iron head or... But everyone can buy an excess. But that's exactly where I'm going. Oh, Okay. Anybody can buy an XS650. Like, I see them nonstop online with some kid that thought he wanted to build choppers, got a hardtail, and now he's selling the hardtail, the bike, the motor, the tins for $1,000. Yep. Like, that is where you should start if you're asking us. Yes. Start there. Start with an XS650 or a fucking Sportster. Yes. Amen. And you might be thinking, but what about this other bike? No. Those yeah. two bikes. You know what you do with that bike? Cafe race it. Don't fucking try to chop it because it's not. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I get Amy. So Amy did hers. Hers is shaft driven. Yep. It looks good. 
But she would have had a hell of a lot easier time if she was in there wrenched on a sports day with one carburetor. Great example of huge carburetor problems. Yes. Too. Took forever to get yep. that thing to even run. Yep. And it's like it's just not worth the effort because at the end of the day, say you end up hating that bike, which everybody fucking does. You're gonna you just spent eight months, a year, eighteen months building this fucking thing, and it's worth five hundred dollars still. Right. Because nobody wants it. And so we're not saying either that, that the bike Amy turned out wasn't badass. It was badass. But imagine how much easier it could have been and how much other stuff you could focus on if right. you're not spending And Amy's like and I'm not saying other people don't have drive, but Amy is like a whole different type of this human is, this being. This is true. Yeah. Like that girl if that bike's like, fuck you, I'm not running, she's like, Oh yeah, bitch. I'll build a whole shed yeah, and work will, on it there. Yeah. This girl will not quit. And a lot of people don't have that drive and like not putting anybody down, but a lot of people don't have that drive to push through those lulls of just constantly getting kicked in the fucking balls. Right. With, or, or there's other shit that pops up, you know? Right. Like, do you have three kids running around at your house too? Right. Do you have a, a house that needs repairs? Do you have all, like all these other things will get in the way. So... Try to make it easier on yourself. It's just tr- just for your first one, at least. Yeah. And it's like, if you run into a problem, like, who are you going to reach out to? Like, I'll say right now, Loctite Shop Shop and Fabian Custom Motors, you bring, like, a KZ to us, we're not taking it. Because they yeah. fucking suck to work on. It doesn't pay enough. Everything takes double the amount of fucking time. And parts are a bitch to get. Like, we literally don't take those jobs in our shop. Oh, we didn't even talk about wheels. You want a cool spool wheel for it? Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> You're not finding it. You go find somebody to make you an axle or find somebody to press your stem out so you can press a new stem in that fits with a Harley wheel. This is a problem even with excesses, but it's it's something to, to know. It's just like these – there's a lot more to it. So don't think – if you have one of these bikes sitting in your garage that you planned on shopping, we're not trying to put you down here. We're just trying to put you in a lane that's going to be – a straighter path to right. success. And we're not saying you can't build those because you can build any fucking bike. Right. We're just telling you it is going to be 10 times harder than building a Sportster or an XS650. You and can people whatever. still won't appreciate yeah. it. That's the worst You part. can build any bike you fucking want. Any bike can be a chopper. But it's how much fucking dick kicking can you take before it becomes a chopper. Yeah. That's a great question. I like that one. That was... Um, we got Appalachian Moto says, I got a question about welding on cast parts. I want to do a different kicker pedal for my XS400, but need to alter what I have to make a brass pedal work. Can I weld on the kicker arm or is there an aftermarket option? You can weld on the kicker arm. That's the easiest way to this. It's cast, but it's going to weld just fine. I welded a Harley kicker pedal, the lollipop one onto the kicker arm of my XS and the the Harley pedal hat like it uh, the pedal still spins freely and turns and pivots so it's like the best of both worlds right um, it's really easy it welds just like steel it's really not something you have to be concerned about it's not aluminum so don't worry about that get whatever kicker kicker pedal you want and what you'll do is you'll you'll cut on the all these these jack bikes mainly it's like a it's a, a shaft going up and then at 90 degrees out 
and into the, the kicker pedal. Just cut it off so it's just a straight shaft up and then use a flap disc to thin it, to like uh, reduce the diameter of it until you can slide the kicker pedal over it and then weld the top and weld the bottom. If you need a picture of this, I can send you a picture if it's hard to understand, but you can weld it right on there. So just buy whatever pedal you want. That was an easy one. Um, Bull Gatorade says, y'all trying to roll up to Strange Days this year? I don't even know where that is. Yeah, I don't know where that is. Is that either. the same thing as Glory Days? I don't no, even know. It's, uh, I don't know. Is it Strange know Days, the one that's in the fucking desert? I have no idea. Like there's New so Mexico many, or something? There's so many fucking shows. We need a little bit more information than that, bud. Yeah. When is it? Where is it? Who puts it on? Hit us up. Yeah. Next week on the Low Life Chopper Podcast. Um, we got Redemption Denied says, Are you ready for Born Free if you still break more parts than you actually fix? Yeah. I mean, fuck it. You're not chopping unless you're breaking shit. That's true. Is it even a chopper if it doesn't break? That's the question. Ooh. Um, we got here. Now I'm running into the ones that you've read. Clayton Cotton says, "What do you folks drizzle on your pancakes and waffles?" Syrup. Same bud. thing as everybody else. <laughs> we put that syrup on, but it's not Canadian syrup. Like we got syrup in New Hampshire. We're known for syrup in New Hampshire. <laughs> it comes in quarts instead of liters, though. <laughs> I want one quart of syrup. Next up, we got Tyler J. Petrie says, if you had to choose another style of motorcycling to get into, what would it be? I'd imagine there are some pretty neat trails where y'all live for dirt bikes, adventure bikes, and dual sports. If I-, uh, I wouldn't mind building a dual sport. That'd be kind of fucking cool. Just because I have trails that are right behind my house and yeah. a huge sand pit, uh, a dual sport would be pretty cool to build. Is that the... Like, what's an example of a dual sport? Like, on-road, off-road. Gotcha. I would I would build... Um, if you go to Keebler Customs... Yeah, that's like a dual sport. Oh, that's a dual sport? I think so. Oh. Well, if that's what... So, Keebler Customs bike last year for Greasy Dozen. That's what I would build if I wasn't going to build a chopper. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like a dual sport. It's like it's an on-road, little, off-road bike. Yeah, it seems yeah. like something you could have a lot of fun with. Um... And it was small, light, portable. You could throw it in the truck easily. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. I want to build like a 250. Yeah, I want to get like a cool. Ninja 250. What? Yeah. It's not a dual sport. And then make it a dual oh, sport. Oh, God. Just rip into the fucking Just woods. Fucking That'd flying. To be on the next episode of Northwoods Law. <laughs> Seriously. Just, stop Just and wheeling like, away at 90. You know how fast <laughs> you're going? No, I don't have a Speedo on here. This is a fucking chopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck uh, this one is from Grumpy Jet if there was one builder alive or dead to sit and smoke a bowl with who would it be and what would your first question to them remember you're stoned I would say and this could change by the day but today my answer would be Tom Fugel Mm, that's a good one. Because he just seemed like a guy who never lost it. Ever. <laughs> From the videos of him 
in the early days when he was in his 20s ripping around on chops to when he was an old, old man still ripping around on chops with rigid seats and still so much in the culture, still building for shows, like building bikes that had deadlines and everything. And I would, my first question to him would be, what, how, how did you manage to never lose the fire? How did you never decide that you were going to switch to something more comfortable, even as like age set in and all of that? Um, that's what I would, I'd be curious to hear his answer on that. It's a shame that we won't get a chance to. Um, that's a good one. Um, fuck. Fuck. I think, I know I said Dick Allen last time we talked about like something like this. Yeah. But I would like it to be Dick Allen. And would like to ask him like, why did you not take your shit like more serious? Like he could have been, and he is like known as like one of like the founding, like you know what I mean, like yep. the greats. But like, he could have like really, really fucking been one of those top dudes. Yeah. But he was just like a rage and bloody, and like lost his leg and got in an accident and died, and like the dude was like seriously the most talented motherfucker. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess that's what I would ask. Like, what was going on in your life where you were like, I don't care if everybody's stealing my ideas. <laughs> right. No, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, next one comes from Witzel628. He says, Pretzel here. <laughs> Did you call him Pretzel? I don't know. Probably. Uh, he says, you guys going to come down to New York for the Gypsy Run this year? Again. We need the dates, bud. We need yeah. dates. But times. I literally don't know when any of this shit is. I can't, like, I can't keep track of every fucking show in America. Um, what are these signs that I always see that says, like, Gypsy Run sucks? Is that, like, the Gypsy Run? <laughs> or is that, like, a thing I, I think Gypsy it is, Run sucks? I think it is actually the flyer for Gypsy Run. Really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I need dates. I don't know. Offhand. Yeah, I guess just, like, more info. I wouldn't be opposed to, like, New York's not far. So, yeah, hit us with some fucking dates and some more info. And we'll see if we can fucking make it happen, Captain. Good deal. Um, Fat Man Custom Motors says S&S Knuckle or Harley Knuckle for a chopper build, and why? Um, I would say... Here you go ahead. So for me, it's, it really depends. It depends if it's a bike that I want to ride, or if it's a bike that's like just going to be a show bike and never ride, like ever. If it's just going to be a show bike, and like I'm just going to bring it to every show in the world... I want the original knuckle. Right. But if it's like a bike that I want to ride and bring the shows, S&S knuckle because it has the better everything. Yeah. The internals are all better. Everything's better. Um, yeah, so I guess it just depends on if I'm riding this fucking thing or if this is just like a born free bike that's going to get shipped all around the world and just showing at fucking shows all around the world. Right. No, that's, that's a good point. I mean, either way, you're spending 10 grand, so it's like... Right. For a chopper, see the question is for a chopper build. And where I'm at right now, I'm in the same boat. If I was building a knuckle, I would want an SNS knuckle because if I was building a knuckle, it'd be a bike that I was going to be riding around on. Right. It'd be something that I'd, I would want to be able to fire up and ride down to 
what the fuck did that guy say? Gypsy run. You know, I'd want to be able to go and just hop on it and not stress right. about whether or not someone's going to fuck up on it. And I know people would be like, oh, well, it's not the original thing and this, that, and the other. But where I'm at right now in my life, I I need a little us. simplicity with uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, with that and some dependability. Still a knuckle. <laughs> yep. Uh, Pizza Overlord says, knuckle or flathead? Uh, he has like a couple questions. We're gonna do one at a time. Knuckle or flathead? Knuckle. I, I don't need a, a bike that goes like forty-five miles an hour. Also going to knuckle because fuck doing forty miles an hour. Yeah. Um, then he says, favorite area to ride in New Hampshire. Around my house, I got the uh, Massabesic Lake. Yeah, you got a, a fucking prime ride spot right yeah. there. Those twisty. That's a good loop. Roads. That loop, dude. I used to do that loop after work. I just instead of going home, I would just do a quick rip around the lake and just fucking slap the shit out of that jockey shifter and lean into those curves, dragging foot pegs. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I love that area. Um, it's also super close, so I get to do it a lot, which is... And it hasn't lost its fucking magic on me, so... Um, I'll also say around my house. I guess that's just what anybody would say. Because, like, that's right? where you ride the most, so you know, like, all the best spots. But, like, my house is, like, there's a lot of backcountry, like, farm roads. Yeah. And, like, I like hitting, like, those farm roads where there's no other cars... And then it turns to dirt, and you rip it down the dirt road. Yep. Yeah, I like all that shit. Um, oh, you know what's a good point of that, about why people say that, now that I'm thinking about it, is I know those roads, so I rip on those roads. Yeah. Because I know how aggressive that turn is, yep. and I know when it's not an aggressive turn, and when I can just it's keep It's when you hand. feel like you're most comfortable, too. Yeah, because otherwise, like, if you, you can't really, I mean, well... Speak for myself here. I don't usually open that shit up riding with the jockey shift and no front brake. I don't like beat the piss out of the bike on roads that I've never been on because reaction time's a little slower. Yeah, you just don't know like what's around that corner. Right, but that's why I love them because (laughs) you know that spot where you can fucking just let it wide open. I agree. I think that's probably it. And it makes it so much more fun because you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. You're bracing for it before you even get to that turn. And you're like, I'm going to fucking slide this foot peg all yeah. the way through this turn. So, yeah, I think that's definitely it. Because even like, I don't have the jockey shift, but I got no front brake. Yeah. So there's literally no stopping. Like, you're not stopping. You can stop enough for like a light. Right. If like somebody pulls out in front of you or like a corner comes up quick. Fucked. You're just dying. Like, fucking get over it. Yep. So, I think, yeah, that's probably the best answer is I'm just so comfortable with the roads around my house that that's what I like. Love it. Um, why are you guys so in love with Northern Mass, a.k.a. Southern New Hampshire? I don't know where that one comes from. Because where we live. <laughs> yeah. No, is it, dude, who's calling this Northern Mass? Uh... I love it just because it's it's just a great fucking area. You're not so far north that you get buried in snow all winter, and you're not so far south that you are stuck in shitty city traffic all the time. You know what's great about it? I think the best part about it is where we both live, even though we live 35 minutes from each other, yeah. it's like a country setting, but we're within an hour of Boston. Yeah. Like a major city. Like if we want to go to the city and be fucking surrounded by people and see cool shit... We have an hour ride. Right. Or if, like, you want to go further up in the fucking mountains and, like, see some massive mountains and shit, it's about an hour ride. 
Yeah, you're right near everything. I'm free ranging fucking chickens at my yeah. house. So you want to go to the beach? It's about forty minute ride. We can go. We have like that's true. The whole United yeah. States, like in this little fucking corner. The beach availability is cool too because there's all those like if you think about it, the majority of the United States does not have a beach. Yes, that's a fact. You know, we have everything. We have mountains, beaches, forests. We have everything. Yeah, we don't have any deserts. Thank God. I don't know if we could deal with that dry heat. Yeah, but. we don't have a stupid fucking dry heat <laughs> and scorpions in my boots. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we like uh, southern New Hampshire because it's way better. There's also no poisonous snakes in this area. Well, there is the... Uh, You'd have to go into Vermont to the, find the poisonous the snakes. Timber rattler. Timber rattler? Timber rattlesnake. Yeah, that's not here. That's that's a thing in New Hampshire. <laughs> no, that's like Vermont. <laughs> they're very rare, but they, they're here. Um... Tacos? tacos or burritos? I'm a big fan of burrito. Fuck a taco. Agreed. I don't like hard shells. I'm not trying to have a small meal. I'm always trying to have a big meal. Yeah. I need that burrito. I don't like like the taco like crunching and like it's fucking. You take one bite and the whole thing falls apart. Now you're just like eating like a salad. Dude, when people eat hard shell tacos, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This shit pisses me off. You know what I do is like I'll eat a couple burritos, and then my wife always buys like that family pack. So you get like seven hard shells and then like some soft shells. I take all those hard shells, crunch them up, put them in a bowl, and then put like all the fixings from a burrito inside, mm. stir it up, and eat it like a salad. That scares me. I can't do that. It's I, pretty I just good. Gonna, like, fucking stab my gums. Have to it's fucking good. Destroy. <coughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm definitely a burrito guy. Fuck tacos. Same boat. And then uh, big titties or little titties. Um. So I'll say I'm not really a titty man. Same boat. I'm an ass man myself. Yeah, I like asses. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care about yeah. the, the size of the titties. Yeah, tits don't really do... They do nothing for me. Good deal. Uh, Miata Mitch says, last episode, you guys... <laughs> we said it this episode, too, you motherfucker. Last episode, you guys said you didn't like V-Rods. Is that because of their style, their motor, or the crowd they attract? Would you ever make a chop and then chuck a V-Rod motor in it? Here's what I'll say. Is the V-Rod is the abortion of Harley-Davidson. Yeah, it's so... They're just ugly as fuck. It Harley just, you know, here's what it what it really comes down to is Harley wanted to make a, a performance bike, but they forgot to put their soul into it. It's just this bike that does not fit the aesthetic, it doesn't fit the culture. Like every once in a while, this is what they do. Like when they were just trying to do that electric bike that already got shut down. It's like Oh, we need like the newest, coolest thing, and like it never works out. You fucking dumb cunt. Yeah, don't you see all of these people still building these bikes from the seventies? Yeah. It's because you had it right then, and you're fucking doing it wrong now. It's stupid. Like, you don't need all this fancy bullshit. Like, Harley just needs to make their baggers for the guys that like baggers, and then like the dinas and sportsters for the guys that actually like riding cool bikes. Yeah. So, if you haven't checked it out. Read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It's a really good book about what it is about being able to understand how the bike works in every way that makes it so much more beautiful than a bike that is basically magic to you because it's got so many sensors and systems that you could never fully understand or maintain it properly on your own. I just think like the V-Rod in like itself, like the looks, just... It's not my thing. You know what I really don't like is uh, bikes that have forwards and low handlebars. And that's exactly what the V-Rod is. So you just yeah. V your body. And it has a like a roll time. gauge. They're fucking Is ugly. it water-cooled? I don't even fucking know. Who cares? This thing's a fucking... I don't I, know. No, I would not put a motor... I wouldn't put the motor into a um, hardtail frame even if I could. No. 
because of what it stands for. It's not here's that the motor's would, not fast. Here's what you would see me doing is chopping a rope glad before I would chop a B-Rod. There you go. <laughs> and then all these things are pretty low down on this goddamn list. So that's it for that. I feel bad if this dude owns a B-Rod. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You just went in hard on that one. Deep. Deep dive. Okay. <laughs> You want to uh, read this next one? Oh, Miata Mitch. He's the one from fucking uh, Australia, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. I think he is. They don't got B-Rods in Australia. <laughs> no. Um, Ironhead Supply Co. says, Are you still thinking about getting a TIG? Loctite. If so, what kind? Um, I am. Yeah. We were actually talking about this earlier as well. Because we talked for a fucking hour before we turned the um, mics on. Yeah, we have to. Um... Yes, I am still looking to get a TIG. It's not really like something that I'm like, oh god, I need to fucking get this right now. Like I'm not like actively like searching out a TIG machine. Um, I am looking at them, watching like reviews on YouTube and shit, talking to Greece about it. Um, I would like to have one by summertime. Hopefully, my life fucking permits that with this shovelhead build that I'm doing. But yeah, that's the goal is to have one by fucking summertime. And I'm probably either... What's the machine you got? Which one? The uh, yellow one? Um, AHP Alpha yeah, Tag. That's the, the AHP and uh, the Everlast. That's what Brandon runs? Brandon has the Everlast. Yeah. Those are the 200. two that I've been watching on uh, YouTube. Those so, are the most common, like, for the first TIG machine. Yeah. It's, it's always between those two. So, yeah, those are the two that I'm thinking of. I don't need anything huge. I don't need anything that can run hours upon hours. Right. Because any big shit, I just call Grease. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, he says, how are you liking running a MIG daily, Grease? And to that, I will say I'm not liking it very much at all. Um, Still laying clean fucking beads. Thank you. We were, we were talking about this before, and the thing with the MIG that bothers me, because I don't run a MIG often is that the wire feeding issues are just so fucking annoying. Like it'll be running great. And then all of a sudden it just slow. The wire feed gets hung up, whether the gun, the cable gets kinked or like something. And then all of a sudden it's blipping back toward the thing and it's balling up. That's like the one part that sucks about MIG is like when you're going to put that spool into the welder. Yeah. If you fuck up what that in, like, oh, yeah. you might as well throw that thing in the fucking trash. Call it a day. Because like, it's never just gonna be a smooth weld ever. Yeah, that's just a that's just some wound up tip <laughs> wire. Now you gotta just unthread that whole spool and just try to straighten it out and use it for better purposes. But yeah, that so that's the thing. It's like I got to this the new job and I was having all kind of issues. I had to replace everything. I had to replace the gun liner. The the nozzle feed, I had to replace everything at the tip of the gun, the collet, the actual, the, the gas adapter, everything was just gummed up and shitty. And it's just like, I just don't enjoy it. You know, there's no, I understand people are like, it's fast, whatever. And it is, it is much faster than either stick or TIG, but it just, I have more little inconsistency issues because the machine has to do the feeding. And with TIG, you get to make all those decisions with your own hand. Right. You have more... You know, there's no such thing as a feed issue. Well, I mean, I guess you get to make those decisions with a MIG, too, though. You can just, like, 
change the dial. <laughs> you can change the dial, but then when, like when the the thing gets hung up in yeah. the, in the machine, it, it's not really so much a problem. We talked about this earlier too. When you have a machine that runs off the smaller spool, the one pound or the five yeah, pound, it's, it's really not that big a deal. And then when you have the big machine, like we got at work, that runs the sixteen pound spool, if something's fucking kinked or weird or wrong or your drive roll tension isn't set perfect or your 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 spool tension isn't set perfect there's all these there's like seven million variables and all i'm thinking while i'm adjusting these things is i could have taken this already yeah um but so we do some really thick like quarter inch uh weldlets that are getting welded on the pipe that's going to plug right into a main water line and feed a sprinkler system so you lay in some nice thick beads. I stick welded a few of them today, and it felt fucking great. I'd rather stick before I I migged, but unfortunately there are some things that I will continue to have to mig. So if you got that fucking mig magic, hit me up. Maybe I'm missing something about <laughs> mig. I never really looked too far into it. Uh, he says, what do you think about a twist clutch internal cable? We've had this one come up a couple of times, yeah. and uh, I have the same thought every time is... I know how hard it is to pull a clutch lever with your hand. How hard is the tension to twist it? But I think it's because like it's like a pulley almost. So like it's not hard. You know what I mean? Is it? That's what I'm, that's what I want to know. Is uh, it can't be hard because like because the throttle. Why would anybody really ever do it? Well, they don't usually. <laughs> I feel like most people don't. So I don't know if somebody if somebody has done this. Can you please write in because I mean Fat Man did one on a customer build. Oh, was that? Nah. Was that clutch? Yeah, I think it was a clutch on a V-Star. And it ended up just snapping the cable. It was too much tension. That's what I would think. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't know. I like the idea. It's really fucking cool because it super cleans up your bars if you don't want to do the foot clutch. Um, But I feel like I like... A safety part of it. Do the foot clutch. If that cable snaps when you ride, you're pretty much fucked. Here's another idea for you. Look up the... I wish I had the name for it. So they make on British bikes, you'll see this, uh, the reverse... uh, What the fuck is this thing called? The reverse lever. So instead of being attached to a clamshell that clips on the bar, it's a piece that goes in the the outside. Like if if we're talking about a clutch here, it'd be the left handlebar. Your lever assembly slides into the bar and the cable connects to it and the lever pulls the opposite way. Um, hmm. So the wider part of the lever is facing toward the center of the bike and the cable runs internally inside the bar. So if I was, if you were going to do this and, and the internal thing didn't work out, if you can't find it right to me, I'll find it and send it to you. But that's a cool way to not have an exposed throttle cable and not ha- or excuse me, an exposed clutch cable, and and uh, not have to deal with however difficult it would be to twist. I think what he's saying too is like if you, because then you also won't have the clutch lever with the twist. Like he's saying that like as a replacement for mm-hmm. yeah the jock well the fucking foot clutch. Yeah, somebody would somebody else who's done it would have to weigh in. I would say just like, if it was me and I had to choose, I would do a foot clutch. Yeah, well he says later in this. Thing, did you read this? Um, he says, I, I don't got the balls to run no front brake and a foot clutch in, in PA, so this could be a win for clean bars and a win for sitting at stop signs on a hill. So just keep the front brake then. 
You can still run a foot club to the front bread. Yeah, that, so I mean that is a good point too. If you just do a foot clutch and no and, and keep that, then that might be the best of all worlds. Or do the reverse lever. Either one of those things seems easier to me than trying to do this internal one. But again, if someone's done it, write in because I really want to know if that if there's some kind of like cam in there that makes it makes you able to twist with that much fucking force. And also I'll say that I think people overthink the foot clutch thing and, like, the no front break. Because it's, like, when you have a foot clutch, you're not doing what you do when you have a hand clutch. Like, you're not holding your foot on the clutch when you're fucking stopping. Like, you're clutching it, put it in neutral, and then start braking. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're not usually. sitting at a fucking red light holding the clutch in, usually. Sometimes if you're on a hill. Do. But yeah, you're not on a hill. hill. Yeah, if you were on a hill, you no. just click that thing in a neutral quick and then use your fucking brake like you normally would. Yeah, and slide back on a 45 yeah. a little bit so that you're not, like, going against <coughs> the whole weight of the, the bike completely up and down on the hill. There's ways around it, and I'll say, I've, I've rode that Roadstar with the foot clutch and no front brake from Haverhill to Boston. So I rode every day in and out of the fucking you rode city that, traffic. You rode that bike from... Bedford, New Hampshire to Akron, Ohio. Yeah. And, and it's honestly, it's, you just, you don't even think about it. After a certain point, you just, you've gotten so used to doing it that way that it's, it's not as complicated as it seems. Even now, like now that I don't run a front brake, when I ride like a customer's bike for a test ride, yeah. I never touch the front brake. Like I, in my mind, there's not, like it doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was weird when I put the, I put the front brake back on the XS and it was weird to, like, grab for it. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I can stop. This like, is weird as oh, fuck. I can do burnouts now? I got to do stuff with my right hand? <laughs> um, yep, I think that's the end of that one. Um, Dewey thing says, chopper culture, because you love it, versus people who go full-blown into it and fade away. Discuss. Um, so here's what I say about that. It's 100% a thing. Um... Hold on, chop There's people who. Uh, I I got something. To say I feel like the for you to be someone that like lasts in it, you have to like really enjoy it. You have to be doing it for you, like not because it's the cool fucking thing. You know what I mean? I feel like the guys that naturally like tinkering are the guys that are gonna be doing it forever. Yeah. Because you just like building shit. You like seeing what you can make and you're like I don't know riding shit that you made uh, but there will always be those guys that are like this is the new cool thing so I'm fucking building these motherfuckers and those guys will 100% just fade off and there'll just be us left like Chopper Bob riding choppers all by ourselves yeah and parts will be much cheaper I agree and I would add to that to pace yourself uh, don't burn yourself out trying to do all this shit right away and getting into all these difficult things that are just too far beyond your skill set. Go slow. Start with the things that you can do. Like get we some, did. Yeah. Get some wins <laughs> under your belt. Your first bike is not going to be your best bike. And it doesn't have to be. But if you bite off more than you can chew and you're like, I want to do this old weird shaft drive bike. And I'm going to do a hardtail and gooseneck the front end. And then like you're just you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to hit a dead no. end and just quit. Our bikes have been done for five months. We're both building new bikes. Yeah. 
immediately. We built. We were saying before we built the smaller CC ones. If you go back further in the show last summer, I talk about how I'm finishing the stepchild and then taking a year off. Yeah, I took a solid four months off. <laughs> that's it, and we're into new ones. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's just what it is. Like that'll never not be a thing. There's always going to be the people that get into it for a little while, and I don't even think it's just people that are like doing it because it's cool. Like some people just change who they are. Yeah. Or some and people like, are just curious about it and then it doesn't end up being for them, but they didn't like Yeah, and like some people set just, out for that to be. Yeah, the case. Some people just want to build one bike. You know what I mean? Some people don't want to be involved in the shop community. Some people don't want to hang out with people every fucking at shows. Like I know one guy I actually worked on his bike here. He's got like I think two pan heads, a flathead, a shovel head, and he's never been to a shopper show in his life. It's just not his thing. You know what I mean? He just likes building... Well, not even building bikes. He likes owning old bikes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it's just different fucking people. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to do this stuff. You have to like being aggravated. Yeah, that's true. To like this shit. And next up, we got... Uh... Oh, do you want to read this one? From Astro Man? Yeah. So it's from Astro Man, 1985, a.k.a. Hot dog, aka swap dog. Uh, he says, if you paid for a hooker, you get her home. First of all, why are you bringing a hooker to your home? Um, and says, and undress to find out she's got a dong. You paid up front, and a no refund policy was established from the get go. What do you do? Fire dolphin tacos. Clayton Cotton has the best response here. Does anybody know you took her home? If nobody knows, did it really happen? <laughs> I think that's the most appropriate answer. Yeah. I mean, what else can you do? If you paid, you paid. You can't have been giving that money away. <laughs> I think really what, what we learn here is you don't pay up front. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, either don't pay up front or be okay with sticking your dick in a dude's butt. You gotta do that that frisk before yeah. you go. <laughs> you gonna be like, oh, you want the money? Ah, let me just make sure real quick. You gotta grab her by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's the key number one rule in picking up prostitutes: grab them by the pussy before you give them money. This is the only way to know. That's it. Real roly poly is windshield or tour pack. You gotta put one on your chop. What's your opinion? Oh, okay. So we'll start there first. Windshield or tour pack? Windshield. Yeah. Because there's no there's no saying what size that windshield has to be. Yeah, maybe I can do bullet a, a tasteful cowl. You do a bullet fair. <laughs> yeah. Like Sons of Anarchy. That's right. Yeah. We're rolling down the street like jacks on my shop. What kind of tour pack do you put on a skinny chopper? <laughs> like yeah, a lunchbox? A fucking ammo can on the side. <laughs> That's the tour pack. I hope it's a short tour. Uh, it says, what's your opinion on the Josh Allison OCC bikes or just his builds in general? I'm, I have to claim ignorance on this one. I don't know who Josh Allison is. I don't know who the fuck that is either. All right. So that's an easy one to skip. <laughs> Good deal. Who the fuck is Josh Allison? Is that Paul Jr.'s son? <laughs> How many chairs has he thrown? I've literally, yeah, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I don't have any any good stuff on that one. You'd think that we'd read these before we sat down to do the show, but we like to 
be hit with them right as we read them. So, unfortunately, that sometimes means that we don't have a good answer for it. This next one from Arapaport says, Legit question. Might be too late. It's never too late. But why do you motherfuckers go by Grease and Loctite? Probably simple, but since I've never had a nickname that lasted, I'm curious. This is a fairly easy one. Yep. Came from our clubbing days together. That's where Loctite and I met. Mine was very easy. A lot of you probably... You know what's funny? is A lot of people listening probably have no idea what we look like. Because we don't post a ton of pictures on this thing. Well, actually, everybody's got to know what you like from all these fucking live feeds. That's true. You driving the truck and whatnot. <laughs> just... <laughs> we doing whatever dumb shit I'm doing that Yeah, night. just... <laughs> but, uh... Apparently... I look a lot like the guy from Grease 2, the you movie. Was, you do. So, not the first Grease. I know you're thinking fucking John... He's got to like John Travolta. <laughs> not the same movie. Grease 2. Nobody watched this movie, but I look a lot like that guy. All the old guys in the club did. That's true. Which is weird as fuck. Yeah, I'm like, what are you fucking pieces of shit watching so you this? You know, it was like going after the Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, sick, bud. <laughs> Haven't, haven't seen it yet, but... Uh, so, yeah, that's where that one came from, and it's stuck ever since. Um, mine came from because when I started with the club, I rode the stepchild, and it was just a shitty sports there. Shit fell off at all the time. And uh, actually, the first time I met Grease, <laughs> I rode down the highway, side by side with him while holding my headlight on because the bracket broke. That was a good time. And then uh, the next time, going to the Cape, my battery box cover fell off, my horn fell off, um, what the, something else fell off, I don't know. I there remember was, the horn. There was shit falling off everywhere, and I got the name Loctite, and we knew each other from those names, so we just always continued calling each other those names. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the part you gotta understand, is when you meet somebody in that environment, you're, you only know them by that name. I've never called Loctite anything other than Loctite since I've known him. So to to use just a given name would be... It, it just feels ridiculous. Yeah. I remember when we first started this, we were like, should we go by our regular names? Do you remember this conversation? Yeah, yeah I do. And like we tried, but like, so I'd be awkward. like, Nick, and then the next time I said something to you, it'd be like, hey, Grease. And then I just couldn't do it, so... Yeah, even his hard. wife. I don't call his wife by her name. She's I still call Fox. her by her club name. It was Fox. Yeah. So it's like, it's a hard habit to break. Yeah. And now I get to go to shows and, and say, I'm Reese, and then people say, Oh, nice to meet you, Reese. <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck my life, right? This is a good time. It happens at every single show. Uh, that never happens to me. Well, people it's just... harder to mishear it. Yeah. People are like, Oh, he definitely said Loctite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That doesn't sound like any name I've heard. Like, God, that's such a weird name. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So, hey, that wraps up the Q&A. And before we dive into anything else, let's take a quick second to thank these motherfucking sponsors. Yep. Uh, who do we got first? First up, we got Lowbrow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead since 2000 motherfucking four. They have a ton of shit. Head on over to lowbrowcustoms.com. They've got your hardtail kits, exhaust kits, grips, pegs, 
wheels, yeah. springers. They still they fucking sell spoolies. They got spoolies. They got everything. Spoolies. They are a one-stop shop for all of this shit. Super handy to have it all under one roof. Go over, check out their YouTube channel. Check out the episode we did with Tyler called Milwaukee Murderer. Uh, great fucking guy. Great company. Oh, they just put out a fucking video on... What the fuck was it? It was like maintenance and... Maintenance and tune-ups on a shovel head. Oh, shit. Super fucking dope video. Cool video. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to watch it. Fucking loved it. Those guys do some fucking sweet videos. Awesome. Check it the fuck out. Who else we got? We got... Deadbeat Customs. Deadbeat Custom Retreat. Out of the motherfucking <laughs> Northern Mass. <laughs> hey, yeah, actually are. Out of Tuxbury, Massachusetts. Uh, Steve is one of the homies. Uh, local guy to us. Puts on the dopest show on the East Coast. The Deadbeat Retreat. Um, he's got a pretty cool little brick and mortar spot. We can go check out his merch. Uh, you can check it out at DeadbeatCustoms.com or DeadbeatCustoms on Instagram or Deadbeat Customs on fucking YouTube. Uh, Steve's another one who does like little videos on like the shit that, like new products. Um, he's also done the video on his chopper build for Sturges. So nice. go check him out. Tell him that Low Life Chopper Podcast sent you. And when you go to check out after you order the dopest fucking bison leather gloves you've ever seen in your life, type in Low Life. To get the discount code. Ooh, I love it. Next up, we got B3, Babes, Bikes, and Beards. Got all three of them. Beards. Great, great bunch of girls that are holding it down out there in the Chelsea, Massachusetts area. Even though Amy doesn't love us and see us anymore. I know. It's a sad, sad thing. But get on their Slack team. We mentioned before, all these people writing in about these events... Get on their Slack team, hit them up at Babes Bikes Beards on Instagram, send them a message to find the link to the Slack team. That's where you can find all kinds of info on upcoming events, things that are going on in the area. Great group of people. The bike nights in the springtime are going to be awesome. Yep. Definitely people you're going to want to know. And then... Hypnojack Customs. Hypnojack Customs. Coming from Australia. Um... He makes the dopest tail you've ever seen in your life. Uh, also makes points covers. Um, he does a little bit of fucking everything. Everything's handmade. He's banging it out in Australia. Still making it right now in the fire. He's actually using the fire to forge metal with his fucking bare hands <laughs> while fighting a kangaroo. Um, yeah. This is what happens. Check him out. Show some fucking love to the Australian homie. Um, he is... Seriously, fucking broaden our listener oh, yeah. base out in Australia, and uh, we appreciate it. So, help us return the favor and support that motherfucker. Love it. I think that's all we got. Um, Are we missing anybody? Feral Fabrications. Oh yeah, <laughs> Feral Fabrication, <laughs> located in Londonderry, New Hampshire, the new center of the universe. That's so balls. Anything that you need welded, repaired, fabricated, 
I am interested in taking out some new projects. Things are finally slowing down with the home repair shit. Like I mentioned earlier, got a uh, case repair for Rogue Within Reason. And that's the kind of shit that I love to work on. Things that are detail work like that. Got a bunch of stuff to do on my shovel build. Shovel build. Got a lot of stuff coming up with that. Hardtail kits. If you have a hardtail kit that you need to put on, got the frame jig ready to rock and roll. And if you need something for a Roadstar, too, hey, might be able to help you out. Might be making the new hardtail kit for that thing. Um, But, yeah, any fabrication products, aluminum, steel, stainless, whatever it is, I can weld it, and we'll get you back on the road. Next up, we got Loctite's Job Shop. Coming straight out of Epping, New Hampshire, the real center of the universe. This is false. Um, We do a little bit of everything. Uh, Bike maintenance. Full builds, motor builds, uh, winter storage, tires, whatever the fuck you need. Um, Hit me up at Loctite Shop Shop on Instagram. And follow the fucking YouTube channel. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Loctite Shop Shop. And uh, you can see what's going on in the shop. Perfect. You're crushed it. Now. made it. Yeah, let's get into uh, a little bit of what we've been doing Yep. on the bikes, um, future plans. Yeah, we so, got. the homie, as we mentioned earlier, Old Man Motors came through, and we took a look at this Roadstar frame that's been sitting for far too long. We got it all mocked up, got the axle plates all squared away and tacked in, and we found out that, unfortunately... We need new axle plates. I took a look at uh, Fish Tank Whiskey's Sporty. The War Turkey is sitting in the garage right now. Is that the name of it? That is, yeah. (laughs) Fucking badass. And I took a look at those axle plates because I'm looking at mine and they just weren't wide enough to reach to the frame rails on both sides without making some some weird angles with the, the pipes. And I took a look at his and they're like double the... The, like the, I don't know what you fucking call it, double the angle, I guess, so much wider. The problem we're running into is that the lower frame rail would almost have to be like goosenecked up in order to uh, fit yeah. into the frame rail. Um, so we need something to drop them down. Voodoo Vintage, I think, is going to be the one to make some custom plates. If it wasn't so goddamn expensive to ship a frame, I'd even have him, I'd send him the whole frame and try to convince them to start making hardtail kits for these fucking things. But uh, new plates, are, we've got to get those ordered, get those made, and then I'm going to take the whole frame down to Old Man Motors, and he's got a tubing bender, so we're going to do more than I was going to do. We're going to cut the backbone or the, the down to seat post. What's fucking mm, call that thing? Seat post. Seat post. We're going to cut the seat post out because they use this weird-ass folded metal to connect into the back of the bike. It makes no sense. Um, So that's all got to go. And then there's also a V down in the bottom of the frame that that seat post sits into that I'm pretty sure is going to fuck up the clearance on the chain now that we're going to right side chain drive because it sits pretty low. So we're going to cut all of that shit out. I'm going to have to put the motor back in so we don't lose the fucking motor mount holes. And we'll put a new seat post in and then just weld in new bungs into the seat post for uh, rear motor mounts. 
So it's it's a big undertaking. The whole project is is really been stalled because this is so far out of my comfort zone, and I, I've not done something like this before. So this kind of goes to what we were saying earlier about yeah, I could. I'm sure I could find somebody to build a frame and just give somebody thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, whatever it costs to get a frame made. Right. But it's I just wouldn't learn anything that way. And as much as this is a pain in the ass, and I wish I could just buy a hardtail kit and put one on. I've already done that and I'm not going to get any better if I just do that. Right. So I'm lucky that we have chopper homies like old man motors that have a tubing bender that I can take this to and put two heads together on this. And if we can get it bent up and all the parts in there, I can weld it, but I can't do the bending. And so I have a lot to learn when it comes to that. Once that's all squared away, rear wheel going to be a sporty wheel. So I've got the stock, you know, I've got the the axle spacing all laid out in the, in the jig already. I'm gonna pick up a sporty wheel from somewhere or a shovel wheel, whichever one I can get my hands on. Um, so I have to fabricate a brake mount. That whole thing is gonna be a process. I'll need a caliper. Or, I'll hook you up with my shovel wheel. I'm buying new wheels anyways. Are you? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. You have a tire and everything. That would be awesome. That'll probably help a mock-up too. So right, yeah, make it a little, little bit easier, and uh, yeah, the caliper is going to be weird too. So we got to make a stay for that, and then nothing is changing in the front. I think I'm going to run the front with the same front forks that were on there before, unless I come ac- across like a smoking deal on a Springer or something like that. But um, I want big, big wheel up front, big wheel in the back. Nice chunky cat squishers. Yep. And yeah, once the, once the frame is there and I put the wheels in and I have it as a roller, that's when I feel like shit's really going to start to fly. Yeah. Because from there, the motivation comes back. I just spent too long sitting looking at something and that it's I. It's hard to envision something that's just cut up into pieces. Right. So. So that's the move. the The frame, every it all rests on the frame right now, and once that's squared away, the rest is going to be easy. Making an oil tank. That'll be easy. I want to do aluminum. Uh, keep it light. Yeah. And what kind of tank? Like a round bag, or I'm kind of torn. I was like, I was actually thinking of doing a like a hexagon. Okay. So like a, I would take a bunch of pieces that were like eight or nine inches of two inch wide flat stock, and then make two hexagons for the sides, and then you know run some really nice TIG beads all the way down it because then you'd have a bunch of beads all yeah. over the tank. Because I'm a welder and it's fucking cheesy like that. Just find it, finding excuses to put more beads on things. Just running beads down the shameless. backbone for no reason. Absolutely shameless. Um, but yeah, I think that'd look pretty sweet. And I have to do uh, something like that anyway. Uh, and then figuring out how to get the bungs. The original oil tank or the original oil feed from the motor had hard lines. So I need to find something that I can put in there that makes them you know like a fitting that I can put into the motor right. to then run into this oil bag because it did not have a detached oil bag stock it was all contained in the transfer case so this is, what I, this is what I mean by the way when I say if you have like a weird ass just run project, hard lines what's that? just run hard lines I may be converting mine to hard lines so I could run nice brass fucking oil lines right but I'd still need I still need something that to fit in. You know what I mean? Like it's not just like a twist in fitting 
Put in the motor. Do, do like a. If you, you could do it. There's got to be a way. I, we have we you don't have, have hard lines that come out. Yeah, but they're not like the hard lines that you would see on like a on a Harley where there's like a fitting and then a hard line plugged into the fitting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, like a hard line. It's like all that. just one thing. And yeah, because you could cut those, in. put a fitting on it, and then this might flare, be the way to go. Yeah, flare the end of it so you can pull the fitting up and screw it into the next piece and make it lines. Yeah, I'll have to keep the so original. almost do it like a brake line. Right. It'll yeah. be yeah. Honestly, if I if I cut the hard line right after the fitting that goes into the motor and then threaded the inside of it to like a you know quarter inch NPT whatever. Well, you don't have to thread it because you can just like I'm saying is like. They sell the ones that are hollow in the center. You slide that over the um, piece of tubing, yeah. and it's a flare tool you put over it, and it flares out that tube, and then you just pull that up, and you screw the next piece into it, and then you run your line out. I have to see I'll it. I'll show yeah, you. Yeah. I might have some to say that I can show you. Sick. So, yeah, that's the move with that, and then and the motor ran great. Prayers that it still runs great when I put it all back yeah, together. Yeah, that bike always ran really good. Never had an issue with it, which is so crazy because your dad always had all these issues with his Roadstar. And mine... Less is more. One fucking regulator was the only thing that ever went wrong with that bike. And ignition switch. Oh, that thing was a fucking piece (laughs) of shit. Just like tapping it with your key ring. (laughs) Yeah, jumping it with the key because the fucking thing never worked. That was from AutoZone, though. That was my own fault. That was a real hack job that I did on that. (laughs) I'm going to have to figure out how to wire it, too. I'll, I'll probably be leaning on some of those fake kickers in there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah. A lot of work still to be done, but the plan is still to take this out to the Greasy Dozen with you and uh, ride it around just like we did the oh, last yeah. Greasy Dozen. That would be so dope. Except not have a bike that breaks down this time. Yeah. Got to get it reliable before. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the update on that one. I'll know more after uh, I can get the axle plates in and get down to see Mark. So what do you got going on? Um, still plugging away at the shovel. Finally got the transmission out. Uh, actually, I have it stripped down to just the frame now. Everything's off of it. Uh, transmission was a complete cunt because I sold the front end. So I could put it on my lift, mm. and so I've been working on it from a uh, motorcycle jack, which fucking sucks. Oh yeah. Um, couldn't take the inner primary off because I didn't have a puller. My fucking fab spot is all fucked up, so I can't. I don't have a welder. I don't have fucking anything right now. Everything's fucking broken, so I couldn't even make a puller. So I had to leave the inner primary on, uh, which means I couldn't just lift the tranny up. Cause there's four bolts. Yep. And then three inside the primary, and then you can just pull the tranny right out. Yeah. But I couldn't do that because my fucking the primary is still on. Uh. So I had to get underneath and take out the four bolts. There's like a plate that sits on top of these like little fucking rails. Yep. And then the transmission bolts to that. So I had to unbolt that entire plate and then lift the tranny and the inner primary out of the fucking bike. Such it took fucking forever, and being on the motorcycle jack that sits in the middle of the bike, which is where the fucking bolts are. Oh yeah, can't even get to it. Underneath, I'm laying on the floor, and 
pulling the bike to the side so it's like teetering on the edge of the jack and trying to hold it up with my left hand so it doesn't tip over and fucking take those bolts out. It was just, it was a fucking pain in the dick. Such but hell. got it out, um, sprayed down the frame with some engine degreaser, mm-hmm. threw that shit in the fucking truck, went down to the car wash, pressure washed that frame, and uh, now I have to finish cutting off the tabs that are on there. Um, hope I don't cut any that I need. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I gotta cut those and then start shaping shit, cleaning up the frame, cleaning up the factory welds, and then hopefully order my fender this week. Hopefully order my gas tank next week, unless I use the one that I made. I don't know if I talked about it, but I made a fucking tank. Took a sporty tank, cut. What did I cut out of the middle of that? Two inches at least. Was it two inches? If not more. I think it was. Put it this way, you cut the entire gas cap out. Yeah, cut the gas cap out. So that's a good measure. Like that table. gas cap width, right yeah. down the middle, cut that out, put the two, essentially the fucking two sides, back together, and then welded it out. Um, looks fucking super dope. It looked exactly how I imagined it looking and like what I was going for. But after seeing it, I don't know if that's the route that I want to go with the bike. So, I'm in the air on that. I don't know if I'm going to use that one or not. Um, I've been throwing around the idea of a Wassel tank, doing a double petcock, and then pushing that gas cap up so it's really friscoed, and then doing a one-inch extension on the filler neck so it sticks up out of the tank an inch with a gas cap up on top of that. Um... I got a whole bunch of fucking ideas. I got to make, uh, I have a really cool idea for floorboards. Um, just a bunch of shit. I'm just slowly chipping away at it. I'm trying to get all like the welding fab shit done. Cause I really want to get it to paint like fuck like soon. Hopefully <laughs> like the middle of January, the latest. Yeah. Like the absolute fucking latest. That way Maddie has his time to do what he has to do. Then it's time for the paint to cure. And then I still have to put the entire fucking bike back together and get some road time before Greasy does not Like, there's not a lot of fucking time. If you look at the sure. time that, like, Maddie needs for the paint, the time I need to fab everything, and the time I need to assemble everything, there's not a lot of fucking time. So, kind of fucking crunch time, putting in hours after work. Well, coming home from work, about 6 o'clock, Hanging out with the family at about 9, 9.30. Putting the whole family to bed and then going out to the shop to like 12, 12.30. So, fucking putting in hours. Trying yeah. to get it done. And, uh, there's a lot of pressure on this one. I talk so much shit about these swing on choppers, so... <laughs> I'm trying to fucking come with my A game. That's it. To let motherfuckers know what's up. So, working on that. And then, also, the fucking shop is packed full of fucking customer shit. Doing a full build on an Evo Sporty, uh, doing a restoration on a shovel. Uh, we got a motor build on a Sporty. Got another restoration shovel coming in. Uh, plus, I have a bunch. I have like a not a bunch. I'd say probably a list of like ten to do things for the stepchild to get that ready for cheap thrills. Um, 
Fucking super busy. Too busy fucking. Really, really, yeah, really fucking busy, but, uh, this is what I asked for, so that's what you get. That's what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's good. I'm not too stressed out right now, so we'll see what happens, like, the end of February, how stressed out I am. Hey, if there's anything you need help with, man, just let me know. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's fucking pretty much it. And then, uh, getting ready for the fucking chop block tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. And be a fucking banger. Dude, I can't wait. <laughs> it's gotta be so insane. I'll bring the pallets. Yes, when you have the fire going. Hopefully the weather holds up for us. And that's it. We'll recap that shit next week for you guys. I'm sure there will be stories to be told. Oh, yeah. That's all I got. I think that's all I got, too. I think we're ready to... Close it out? Start to close this one down. You got something for the people this week? You haven't done a jingle in a while. I know. It has been a minute. It's just been like these little, like, tidbit gold nuggets. You like bringing the gold nugget thing back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the golden nugget thing went away for... for It did. I don't know why. We, like... Remember we did a golden nugget segment? But we're going to give a golden nugget every week. I'm like, we don't know shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, we'll say... This Roadstar build checklist has way too much fucking stuff. But all I'm thinking about is this fucking chop block. Yes. There you go. What do you got for these people? It's Friday, motherfuckers. You had questions, we gave answers. Stop calling your barber a chopper or you'll die of cancer. Last night I let the party get the best of me. Waking up in the morning, two hoes laying next to me. Plus I heard an officer arresting me. Cold drinks, that's the motherfucking recipe, nigga. And we roll deep, deep, so deep, deep. It's going down in this bitch. Concrete, we gon' party all night. No sleep, tell the owner, them is all my guys. So tonight, everything is on me. The drinks is on me. The bitches, the hotel, the weed is all free. Get high, me so high, we don't see the whole suite. Then fly to a level where you gon' need your own key. P-G-O-D. Everything is on me, the drinks is on me, the bitches, the hotel, the weed is all free. Get high, me so high, we see the whole street. We fly, me so fly, we need a whole wing. Party all night, say you wanna
party, let's party all right. Oh.